Good afternoon. Welcome to the Brablet Cast, episode number four. Today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about three things that I think leaders do well. Three things that I think their character exhibits that that most followers don't. A leader is willing to take a risk, and they're willing to accept responsibility, and they're willing to accept the result. If you look at any athlete who is number one in their sport or at that level of being the top, most of those captains of their teams or the, the top 1% of athletes, they want to take the last shot. They want to accept responsibility and take that risk when the game is on the line. They're also okay with the result. Even though their choice, their missed shot cost them the game. But they know that if they take that risk, the outcome has a possibility of being great, of being positive, of being life-changing. And I think when leaders are able to do that and set themselves apart and, and, and assume that responsibility, that is a special quality that not everybody possesses. Not everybody wants to be that guy. A few years ago, my, my wife and kids, we took a family vacation to Cody, Wyoming. And we decided that it was the right time to buy an RV because we, we'd always kind of wanted one. We looked at renting one. We looked at flying. We looked at driving. And we said, you know what? Let's just do it. And we were going to use it throughout the year for camping and some other things. So we thought, why not? Well, we had never owned a trailer. We'd never owned a motorhome. We'd never owned anything like that. And here we are. We made a purchase of a 37-foot Class A motorhome. Now, mind you, it's on the older side. It's not brand new. And so we were like, yeah, why not? You only live once, right? So we make this trip, and we begin this trip, because I thought it'd be great to start it at night. So we begin this trip at night, because I thought my in my awesome thought process. I thought, wow, if we start at night and everybody can sleep, I can drive. And then when we, when we, after six or seven hours on the road, my wife can take over, she can drive and I can sleep. Well, that didn't work out that way. So about two hours into our trip, we noticed that there was a smell and some smoke coming from the engine or motor area. And we're like, well, that's not good. So we pulled over and found out it was a belt that had been smoking and kind of spitting and sputtering, which belts aren't that big of a deal most of the time. So we end up making a couple phone calls and figuring out what it was. And so we get to Davenport, Iowa, and we stop at a Ford dealership because my motor is a Ford motor. And they said, yep, it's your AC compressor on the motor. It's, it's the pulley is slipping, which was causing the belt to kind of slip and, and and not work right. I said, okay, so what's the cost to fix that? Well, that's about $1,400. Well, that's a lot. Well, how long does it take to fix? Oh, about three or four days. Okay. Well, how long would it be for me us to keep driving it before it goes bad? We don't know that. We can't tell you that. Okay. Well, last a month, a week, a day, what? So we don't know. It could last you the rest of the summer. It could last you a year. But there's a problem with your AC compressor on the motor that's going to go bad. 
So with that information, we, we said, okay, fine. So we'll chance it. We'll try to get out west and figure it out. So we headed out. We got out to Cody just fine. No problems after that incident or that night. While we're in Cody, we checked with the dealership out there, and they said, well, yeah, we can fix it for $1,200. I said, well, what happens if it, you know, can we make it home just to get home? In seven days, we'll be home, whatever. And they said, you can chance it, but hard telling if, you know, when it'll go bad. You just don't know that. Okay. We had a great vacation. We saw some really cool things. And on the way home, my wife was driving, and she noticed a smell and some smoke. And I was like, hmm. Well, I tried to oil it, put some oil on it to, to lubricate it, which that didn't do a whole, whole lot of good. And we ended up driving a few more miles and pulling into a, and this is on a Saturday, and we pulled into a, um, a pilot Flying J Center to get some gas. And next door they had a truck repair place that was open till noon. Thankfully it was like 10 o'clock, so we were good. We pulled in there and the guy's like, yep, the AC compressor's about to go bad. Okay, how long do we got? I just got to get home. I mean, I got like, 14 hours to go and I'm home. He said, well, I can't tell you're going to make it there because it's, it's in pretty bad shape. It's fraying the belt. You know, it's, it's wobbling. It's, it's going to seize up. Okay. How much is it to fix it? 1200 bucks. How long? Well, mind you, this is on Saturday. So he said, well, I can order the part today. We'll get it on Monday. And then we'll take it out on Monday, put the new one in, should be back on the road by at least let the latest Wednesday. Well, upon hearing that news, that kind of sent shockwaves in the old family because the kids have to go back to school on Monday. We were on, on fall break. Very trying time. How are we going to get the kids home? How are we going to get my, you know, my wife home? How are we going to do all this? A lot, very, very stressful, you know, a lot of money. What, what's going on? So then I asked the question, I said, what happens if I drive this home and the belt breaks? So, well, if the belt breaks, you're going to lose your power steering and power brakes. Okay. What else? He said, nothing. Unless it takes out your serpentine belt, which is the belt that goes all the way through the motor. If that belt goes, your engine will stop wherever you're at. You're done. Okay. So I said, can I chance it? He said, yeah, you can chance it. So we left there. We're heading east, heading back home. And we made it about, I think, 10 or 20 miles maybe down the road. And sure enough, started smoking again. And we found a Walmart, thankfully, with at an exit. And we turned off the exit to get to the Walmart parking lot just to sit there. And right as we're pulling into the parking lot, the belt went. Now, it did not take out my motor, thankfully. But I did lose power steering and power brakes. And we were dead in the parking lot of Walmart. And it's the most eerie feeling knowing that you're stranded. It's a really bizarre thing. And they talk about the whole fight or flight mechanism that you have when you decide, what am I going to do? And I think that fight or flight pushes you into leadership. You either fight and take a risk, and you fight and you accept the responsibility and you accept the result because you're going to fight. I think that's what happened to me is I had this weird feeling that I couldn't, I've never had before. And I had to make a decision, what am I going to do? But that decision had consequences. My wife took the kids inside Walmart and said, you know what, you go ahead, 
take, get, her, get some rest and we'll, we'll hit the road in a little bit or we'll figure out what we're going to do or we'll stop or something. So we made a lot of phone calls and a lot of conversations were going on. And we had one guy who talked about even flying us back home in his little Cessna type plane. He's like, well, it'll be a lot of money. So we didn't go that route. But it got to the point where I felt so much pressure on myself. I walked into Walmart. I looked at my wife and said, we're leaving. And she's like, what? I said, we're going. I just, I, I'm supposed to go. So we all loaded back in and we left without power steering or power brakes. And I found out later that the motorhome weighed 16,000 pounds. And I drove this motorhome without power steering or power brakes for, I believe, 16 hours. I think it's what it was, 14 or 16 hours back home. And I did hit an orange barrel uh, before I got home, which broke a, broke a headlight. It was through that time that I had, when I, the decision that I made, it was a big risk. I risked because I didn't really risk hitting anybody um, because I was driving so slow and we were normally getting passed by everybody and their brother. But th- there was still a risk to my family. My family's safety was at risk for sure. There was a responsibility that I had of getting them back safely and getting them back, you know, somewhat quickly because we had obligations. We also had the result of what would happen if something went bad. You know, what if we did crash or what if we did, you know, the motor broke or so all of those things were still on my mind as we drove home. And my wife was a great navigator. She was fantastic. She didn't uh, yell at me or scream or get and she was nervous. There's no question. We actually drove through Chicago without it, which was kind of crazy um, with no power steering or power brakes. But my wife would on her phone be navigating the cloverleaf uh, interchanges because we had to slow down about a mile before the interchange. That's how that's how long it took for us to kind of slow down, doing sixty miles an hour to get to make that turn. But we made it home, and I've never forgotten that journey or that little escapade that we had. That was it was amazing. Now again, we can look back at back at it and laugh, and, and we always joke about North Platte, Nebraska, because that's where it was, and we found out you know like this is going to be a mess. But I found out that day what leadership feels like and what pressure feels like and what, if are you willing to make a decision that could cost you something? When we reach that point where we want, when we want the ball, when the game's on the line, I think that something inside of us changes. I think we're willing to risk a detrimental outcome. We're willing to risk that thing and I don't know. I, I, I hate to think it was a life-changing experience, but I think on some level it was. That I now have a reference point where I risked a significant amount that I've never risked before. So I just leave you with that little story of, of how I think that I... No, I didn't win a game. I didn't, didn't win a World Series. I didn't uh, you know win an NBA championship or even kick a winning field goal, but... But what I did do is I showed my family that when it's on the line, I want the ball. When it's on the line, I'm going to step up and do what needs to be done. I'm going to take the risk. Good, bad, or indifferent. And in my family trusted me, and they, and they loved me through that, and I'm grateful for that. But I think through that, I also showed them courage 
maybe a little bit of crazy. We made it home safe, and that's the important part. So, you know, today, um, as you go out today and as you listen to this, I hope that you can think about a time when you were at least maybe not pressured as much as I was or maybe not pressured as much as a, as a, as a top athlete, but maybe there was a time when you had to make a decision. What were you going to do? And you had to count the cost and you had to think about what am I going to do here and what are the consequences of that? And don't forget, take time in your life to love, to serve, and to inspire. Have a great day. Until next time.